Let me speak. What is up, Cart? Gee, what's the deal? How we doing today? Doing all right, man. Just uh, fresh off work, fresh off, you know, doing what I got to do to pay the bills and ready to talk uh, one of the most beautiful events in all the sports, the NBA Finals. It's a beautiful time of year, my friends. Um, and I, I think I texted you last night. I'm more excited for this finals matchup than any that I can remember in really the last decade. And you instantly shut me down with like Warriors Cavs. Come on now. Yeah, I was definitely more excited <laughs> for that. Uh, I mean, I, I really respect the knee jerk reaction. Um, and you did make some good points, understandable points of why you are excited. But no, nah, there was nothing that that uh, Cavs and Warriors final series was something for the ages. And I was so excited for it. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, maybe it was just the first Cavs-Warriors series that I was super excited for. But, like, by year four, I mean, it was still great, but I feel like it got a little repetitive just because the Warriors were so good. Or maybe, like, Kevin Durant jumping in ruined it for me. Or the year that Kyrie and Kevin Love were. Like, it was never what Cavs-Warriors was supposed to be, which is why I'm talking about this year. Operating like the absolute best versions of themselves. Wait, G, we're losing your audio a little bit. Did your microphone fall? No, I'm good. Still, can you hear me now? All right, now you're good. You were you were fading away a little bit. Maybe it was the locker room gods not trying to hear your how Kevin Durant ruined your experience because that's the moment <laughs> you went out. Maybe it is. I mean, no. What I was gonna say was the. It felt like we never got the best versions of the Cavs Warriors or. Like, I mean, the year they had KD obviously was the best version of that team, but it was never like the pure, like, 73 win Warriors team versus a healthy Cavs team. Whereas right now, it feels like the Heat uh, and the Lakers are really operating like the best versions of themselves. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, shit. What, I mean, what is it? Both teams have lost three, three games so far, all finals. I mean, so, I'm sorry, all playoffs. Um, I think the Heat have lost. Four. four and then yeah because they lost one of those series went six the Celtics series went six but yeah lakers and five all three series so far yes sir shout us all five 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 works both ways five 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 what's up lee how you doing what's good fellas so, for anybody listening because we're going to try to record this and post it uh tomorrow as well we've got lee bailey on the line as well i think a lot of people listening probably know who lee is but uh if not Lee, give yourself a little intro here. Uh, what's up? My, my name is Lee Bailey. Um, currently based in LA. Uh, I am the director of basketball for a sports agency out here, and uh, former college basketball player, former uh, former Buckets. former Carter former Carter Elliott teammate uh, is how I'm usually known, and uh, you know here to have a good time. Love it. Uh, Got to be tough to be a former Carter Elliott teammate, but uh, or at least to be his teammate and still have the success you had. Very impressive. Hey, listen, hey, listen, listen, listen. It, it, things, it teaches hey, you to overcome adversity. Hey, a lot of things said about me, a lot of, lot of media chatter, stuff outside the locker room base mostly, but when it came down to being a good teammate, I was one of them, all right? That's all I'm that, saying. That, that's a fact. A lot of, that's a lot, fact. Lot, lot of, lot of outside chatter, a lot of media trying to turn, turn us against each other, but, you know, the locker room knew. So you're the Jimmy Butler of uh, your All righty, all right. All right. And there you go, setting me up for failure. But I do make <laughs> a cup of coffee. That ain't all right. I would, I would say a Walmart current day Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Lee, I don't know if you know this, but my NBA comparison for Cart has always been post-Achilles injury Boogie Cousins. Ah, fair. Uh, I don't know if that's fair to Boogie, but. Which one of those two do you prefer? All right, so NBA Finals. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Um, So, yeah, actually, Saul, we got Saul listening. Saul's a huge Heat fan, and he already corrected me. The Heat only lost three games in this playoff run so far. That is correct. I forgot they had a sweep. Um, So, both teams have been dominant through this run. I already gave my spiel on what I'm excited for. Um, but I guess Cart throwing it to you. What are you most excited for in this matchup? And then I know I already know what side you're on, but give the people your uh, your instant gut take on who wins the series. 
I mean, so my instant gut take is I'm, I'm, I've been bouncing back and forth. Of course, my instant gut was Lakers in five, but I think it's Lakers in six. Um, I would love it to be Lakers in seven just because that would make for a great series. I thought you brought up a great point, G, and not to, if you were going to make this point, kind of steal your, th- steal your thunder, but it would be great to see a, a seven-game series with a game seven, like, LeBron moment. Just one of those, like, games that are just, like, will be talked about, like, for the ages kind of. Just like uh, a moment, just to the win the series and just have some crazy stats. That'd be great to see. But um, just plugging a little big man love, I'm really hyped to see AD versus Bam. That's going to be a good series. And I think this might be the series where AD humbles, you know, you know, Bam a little bit, the bronze stopper, Giannis stopper, all the aforementioned nicknames that he's been given by <coughs> Saul. But, um, I'm really excited to see that matchup. It's, you know, kind of the modern day big uh, two of the, you know, one of the, one of the best, maybe the best big in the league versus one of the up and coming best bigs in the league and one of the best bigs right now, but could even get better with, you know, his age. But I'm really excited to see that AD and Bam matchup for sure. Yeah, I mean, Bam, it feels like this has been a coming out party. I've sort of been laughing about it because I was a Bam skeptic going into this playoff run. Um, you know, I never – I always thought he'd be like a starter-level center. I never thought he'd be anything more. I never thought he'd be an all-star. I know the skill sets he brings to the table. Um, Saul, who's listening right now, has has claimed he was the Giannis stopper, and we laughed him off of the chat. He seemed to be correct. Uh, we'll find out if he's the AD stopper. I would not count it against him because what Bam did down the stretch of that game six against the Celtics felt like one of the most impressive coming out parties for a young player I can remember in recent memory. I mean, playing pure point center, just isolating whoever they had on him. Sometimes it was Tice. Sometimes it was Grant Williams. Um, He's an absolute matchup nightmare for most centers in the league. Anthony Davis might not be one of them. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, Lee, let's throw it to you for, for your instant. What are you looking forward to with this series and what do you think happens? Lee, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> LB just leaving us hanging. Wait, hey, one more thing I do. My, want to my bad. Give me one second. I'm, I'm ordering food. All right. You're good. My guy, I got to know what you're ordering. What is cart? What is it about people always ordering food whenever they? Drop I was by just gonna say, like, why? What, what, I mean, like, everyone's always like eating or like making food or doing some type of culinary arts while we're you know on locker. I'm not really sure about that, but also uh, a point to maybe an under kind of an under storyline is the matchup between Spo and Vogel, which isn't a matchup basically. Like Spo can absolutely coach circles around Frank Vogel, like, easily. And it, like, it'll, to a point where it's embarrassing. And, you know, the one thing that could be, that I could see giving the Lakers trouble is this whole, they're really set on this too big type thing. And that, it just doesn't really work, especially matching up with a team like the Heat as well. Um, Hopefully, you know, they figure that out. Um, and they and they have during the playoffs, you know, but at times they have been stubborn with sticking to that too big system. And, you know, that shit ain't going to work, especially matching up against the Heat. Yeah, so I think I agree with you that Spo is is no no question the advantage there with Vogel. But I think to Vogel's credit, he doesn't have a ton of pieces to work with outside of the two big ones that are obvious. Like, I, I've been doubting the Lakers supporting cast for the entire season, and I still do. I still say that this is going to come down to a semi-contested catch-and-shoot three from Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, and I will bet against that 100 times out of 100. Um, and that, would li- that, would, that would break me. It really KCP, would. That would literally – I don't know if I could handle that. And KCP was good last series, so, like, we, we're already kind of being pro here, but – I think to Volta's credit, he did make some adjustments late in the Nuggets series. He started White. White almost had a double-double in the first quarter of, I think it was game four. Um, so he's, he's pulled the right strings thus far, and I do think you're right. It's going to be interesting to see if he plays the two bigs in the entire series and how that works. It, I already know where he's at, too. Are you at the mall? Yeah, I'm at the mall. 
I had to go into the office today, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm grabbing food right across the street. I already I already know I already know how LB operates. What'd you get today? I had good uh good um Shake Shack burger and fries and a uh, little midday brew here. Had a boy midday brew. All right, why not? Hey, why not for the boys? Hey. <laughs> but uh, so so going back, I'll just give my give my prediction. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Lakers. I'll definitely go Lakers in five still. Um, I think they're clicking in all the right ways, and I, I, I agree with what you guys have said about Miami, and I think they are clicking as much as they can click at this point in time. But I do think the the, the I think the two best players on the court will both be playing for the Lakers, and I think their role players are good enough because they only need one guy, like, every night to step up and make a couple plays, honestly. Like, it's not – and just like you guys said, KCP. I mean, KCP was making shots last series. Like, yeah. You, like, Damn. not and, and not that you could count on that for two. And uh, I mean, just like everybody said, Danny Green's been due for about five months here, so you never know when he might. He, he's got the finals experience to where he might just bullshit a game or two and, and get hot. But, but I, I think I think Jimmy Butler is going to play amazing. I think Bam's going to continue to do his thing. But I do think AD is going to prove like I'm the best big in the league. Let's let's stop these questions and and you know get his first ring. Yeah, I mean, shit. If it, it's it's if there's one thing about 2020 that could be weird too is Catavius catch and shoot poorly, fucking catching and shooting. Averagely, or damn near well, uh, that, <laughs> borderline that, well, borderline well, and it, that like hurts me to say because you know, with all due respect, fuck that dude. But also, <laughs> Danny Green, you know, leader of the thirty-year-old, still rocking a Mohawk club, does have the NBA Finals experience, and could mess around and hit like three or four solid threes and play some good defense. So. I mean, you make a good point, Lee, about it really only taking one dude to step up. And also, I got to say my apologies. I talked a lot of shit about Rondo coming back. But even if he doesn't, like, go crazy number-wise, like, playoff Rondo is kind of a thing. Like, yeah. Just, like, doing doing what he's got to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I actually yeah. meant to bring that up, too. Is R- Rondo's look super good. Just like you said, I don't, I don't know exactly what his numbers were, but but his presence is clearly making an impact on the game. Yeah, it seems like Rondo's definitely on the floor in crunch time, um, and has definitely been a huge asset like that. But I think so. I've been going back and forth, and I still, I I haven't really decisively made my my pick for this series yet because I love teams of destiny. And I think there's ways you can spin each side to be the team of destiny here. Um, I mean, the Heat have been doubted so many times this playoff run already, though. And it's not like they've been sneaking out with like a lucky win in a game seven. Like they've been downright the better team through every step of the way in the East. And say what you want about the East being weak. Um, and, And I would argue the West is a much better conference. People trying to spin that LeBron's playoff run has been super easy. I totally disagree with that. But I mean, the, the Heat look like the second-best team at worst in the NBA right now. There's no question in my mind the Heat are better than anyone the Lakers have run into in the playoffs so far. Um, they, they pose some interesting matchup questions for the Lakers. Like, LeBron and AD, who do they guard in this series? Are they going to have to spend the majority of their time on the floor taking on the challenge of Jimmy Butler and Bam? Or are they chasing shooters like Duncan Robinson – really trying to hide them, save their energy for offense. But I don't know that you can hide anybody with the way the Heat run their offense. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, all right, G, so one of the things that you did bring up that I do want to talk about is, like, are you, like, this Duncan Robinson thing, like, he's been, are we really counting on Duncan Robinson in the the NBA Finals? First of all, yeah, absolutely. We we absolutely are. (laughs) He's gonna make shots, that's for sure. And he, I don't know, I can see it. Crunch time card, but like, he, I mean, he was, he was last game. If you're doing a draft of the guys you would want in this series, to me, Duncan is in the top eight. And I think there's like obviously LeBron and AD are one, two, but the next six are Miami Heat guys. You're taking why the series is so interesting. You're taking Duncan over KCP. 
Absolutely. For sure. On both ends of the floor? I mean, the way, dude, the way well, Duncan he's guarding KCP. Affects the floor. Let him. Like, the way Duncan just affects the way defenses have to approach certain actions, like even dribble handoffs or like, God forbid, like a pick and roll, nuts. Like, he creates so much space for Bam, for Jimmy, for Tyler Hero to operate. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't think he was terrible defensively. He has stretches where he's God for, downright awful. But he also had stretches where he was somewhat solid on Tatum. You saw the Celtics just completely try to gash him and isolate him. That was their big adjustment. And you talked about how Brad Stevens got outcoached. I really feel like that was the only adjustment throughout. We're going to attack Duncan. And it didn't really work. Yeah, but I feel like Tatum was bailing him out too a lot in that. I mean, you know, credit to his defense, but Tatum was bailing him out, I think, with a lot of shot selection. I thought he could have really gone to the cup against Duncan damn near every time or at least put pressure on him and make the right play by going to the cup. But uh, I actually want to talk about, because uh, I think you were talking about this the other day too, G. If you were ranking the tenth, the second to tenth best player, how many are the Heat? Shout out to Chad. Chad, yeah. Yeah, we got Chad in the comments uh, with a great question. Let's answer that. But also, Lee, I got people texting me saying we got to get you to view while you're in Forever 21. So <laughs> please, please go on mute when you're not talking, my guy. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. So as as Carter said, rank the second through tenth best players in the series. Maybe let's let's start at one because are we are we all taking LeBron over AD at one in the series? I am, but that's a question at least, right? I, I am, but it's a it's I, I'm thinking twice about it, man. I dude AD's wild. Like it's it's I love A D too, so but I'm still keeping Brown at one. I gotta say Brown one too. Just off the simple fact, like eight I mean, are are we are we really saying AD's got that much better this year or has it been the situation and whatever impact you say Brian has, but, you know, AD hasn't gotten this far. Has he got – he's never gotten out the first round, right? So, you know uh, what I mean? Just, just once when he swept my Dame Lillard-led Blazers. I can't forget that one. But other than that, <laughs> yes. Damn. Um, no, you guys were right. LeBron has won. Although it poses the question, the Lakers haven't been in a ton of late-game situations in this playoffs – the one game that I can recall that they were, AD took the shot. I don't know that it was designed for him to take the shot. He was just wide open, word to Plumlee. Um, but, it, I mean, AD said in the press conference after, that's why I'm here, to take this type of shot. Do you think in close late-game situations it's going to be AD with the ball in his hands, or is it LeBron? LeBron. Like, no question asked? I I believe it's no question asked. I mean, they'll really – like you, like you said, the only reason I think, you know, AD got that great of a look was one, because Mason Plumlee had a brain fart. Him and Jeremy Grant just really just smoked that one off. Literally the day after I was having a conversation about with, I think uh, it was me, you and Drew about Plumlee and his one downfall is basketball IQ. <laughs> and literally the day after that, he does that. But uh I mean, Le- LeBron is still LeBron. I think it's, you know, you're going LeBron down the stretch. I'm not really comfortable or, you know, throwing it into AD in the post and just letting him, like, go one-on-one or kind of, like, mid-post game for game or something like that. I'd much rather have a LeBron ISO or LeBron pick and roll with AD and just make a play off of that. Yeah. No, agreed. All right, so Brown is one, AD is two. Going from there, though, I think there's an argument the next seven guys you would take are all on the Miami Heat. I have windled it down to six. I think the next six guys are all Heat guys for me on my list, and I'll just run through them, and then you guys can tell me where I'm wrong. Three would be Bam. Four would be Jimmy. Five would be Dragic. Six would be Hero. Seven would be Duncan for me. And then eight would be Iguodala. And then I think from there you talk maybe Rondo, mm, maybe Iggy. I rather have. Oh, I don't know about Iggy. I, 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 I definitely I agree with the list. Up to, yeah, I want to say I agree with the list up to Iggy as well. So I think I think Iggy's going to be an asset in this series. Just one, he's been there. I think that's huge with such a young group that has not been there. He needs two. Haircut. 
he's he's fine being the fifth option. He doesn't need the ball in his hand, but he's going to go out and guard. And I think that's going to matter in this series. They got bodies that you can throw at Bron, and Iggy's one of them. Okay, but okay, then to go off that, basically your next question is having the best two in this series and then having guys that are, you know, outside the eight to turn in the eight to 10 range, is that good enough to get it done for the Lakers? I feel like you've been going back and forth on a G because I feel like you were at first you were like heat, like team of destiny, oh four Pistons vibes, like all the, you know, yeah. all that type of stuff. But you know, so I'm I'm fighting it hard, Cart, because I and I want to like really dissect the comparisons with the 04 Pistons in a minute, but at the same time, at the same time, it's Bron. Car, your your audio is cutting out completely. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm gonna hear you in the chat. God, (laughs) you're good. Why me? Am I, I mean, am I better now? It. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, you're still getting the low quality signal, but I can hear you at least in that sentence. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm literally moving like towards my roof right now. So like, I got the best <laughs> signal. I got the best signal in locker room right now. That a boy. All right, okay. I can hear you. All right, you can hear me. All right, but what I'm saying is like, not only are you like facing LeBron, like, and you love storylines, G, like. There are so many storylines that can go towards the Lakers as well as the Heat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the tragic death of Kobe. Um, I mean, him getting disrespected with the votes for MVP. I mean, I don't think there could be anything scarier than a motivated LeBron. Like, even no. today at the press conference, he was rocking the Beats pros with the do-rag and the black tee. And I was like, that's that's a bad man right there. Like, he, he's got that look. Like, I see mean potential in that picture. Even that. And he was saying all the right things, too. He's got that, yeah. he's got that tone in his voice. Yeah, no. so you can talk yourself into both sides as the whole Team of Destiny thing. And I think I listed him out in a text to you the other day, but... Really, the only one that matters to me with the Lakers is the whole tragic passing of Kobe. And now they're here. They got a chance to win one for him in his honor, in his memory. And they got LeBron. And LeBron, to your point, looks locked in. He's like, they won. The confetti's falling at the end of the Western Conference Finals. And LeBron is not smiling. He's locked in. He's almost like looks pissed off still. When they asked him about it in the postgame, he's like, this is, you know, job's not done. And there's nothing to be happy about until the job is done. Um, but then on the flip side, there's a ton of Team of Destiny shit with this Heat team. And it's enough to make me super uncomfortable saying I'm going to back the Lakers here. And I want to find ways to talk myself into the Lakers because I'm sick of betting against Bron. I'm sick of rooting against Bron. I think, like, in the history of LeBron's career, I have only rooted for Bron really one series or two series, and it was when they played the Spurs. But, like, I, I, I always wanted the Warriors over Bron. Like, I've never really rooted for Bron. I want to talk myself into it. But, dude, the Heat are such pure basketball, man. It's hard to overlook that. Okay. But, even, but, but the thing is, though, what is it about the – is it because it's just, like, more of a, uh, you know – more pieces and, you know, less two-star players and then, like, a bunch of supporting cast. You just love, like, the team and how everyone, you know, does it. You know, and it's hard not to love the Heat. I mean, they post all this content. Everyone loves each other. The big face coffee. Everyone said Jimmy Butler was a bad teammate. He really is, and everyone loves Jimmy. He just wants to win more than the next man. You got to respect it. Uh, But when it comes down to it, like, it's LeBron James. It's LeBron James with Anthony Davis and yeah, role but, play and, and role players that are actually like Lee pointed out playing somewhat up to their potential. And if they get one or two guys to play just average, they need, they need just average from people like just average from Alex Caruso average from Rondo and other guys. And also we'd be remiss not to shout out Dion waiters who is getting a ring either way. <laughs> shout out to the legend, the gummy legend, the THC legend. Dion yeah, Waiters. But, but to Saul's point from our conversation yesterday, like, yes, of course, he's Bron. You can say that. But 
did we say that every other series that Braun's made the finals? Because if you bet against Braun in the finals only throughout his career, you would have made money. But so, okay, but but they're not playing the greatest dynasty of all time. That's true. They're not. Kevin Durant's um, not walking through that door. Steph Curry's not walking through that door. Clay Thompson's not walking through the door. God, that team was a cheat code. Let me let me list <laughs> off in order the things that I love about the Miami Heat right now that are talking me into thinking they could win this series. First of all, the confetti thing, which I already referenced. When the Lakers won the West, they requested that confetti fell to the floor. When the Heat won the East, they requested that confetti not fall to the floor. I fucking love that. That is huge. Like that alone elevates the Heat's chances in this series by a ton in my because, head. They because, are they said, because they said no to confetti. Intangibles, Cart. Team of destiny. They got their mind in the right place. I love that. Second, so, we love, I know so, we, you, so we love weirdo teams that don't love confetti. Because who doesn't love confetti? I just, I love a lot of weird things, Cart. I love them all. And we have more. I know you don't oh. like this one. Tyler Hero is dating Kyle Kuzma's ex. Dude, Tyler that's Hero. not a, that is not a storyline. There are so many players <laughs> in the NBA who have dated that. But it would be a, it would be a storyline if Hero wasn't playing well. But Hero is in his bag and, right and, now, and Hero he is better. And Hero is Hero is better than Kuzma. Exactly. That's that's so, a huge so what's, mental so thing, what's, bro. So what's the storyline? I mean, you saw Kuz last series was like making it personal against Michael Porter Jr. because they kind of look alike and they kind of play alike, and Kuzma played well, but he's not going to be able to do that with Tyler Hero. Michael Porter Jr. is better than Kyle Kuzma. Michael Porter Jr. is better than Kyle Kuzma. Did Michael Porter Jr. outplay Kuzma last series? I don't know. Uh, All right. I I mean, you can make an argument either way. Moving on. No, I I feel like I feel, can can we just talk about this Kyle Kuzma thing for a little bit? Like the quickly. Okay, sorry, just really quick. He's a good player, but let's like it's he is a he Swiss cheese on defense. Now that we have Brenton here, I feel like it's only right that I make the comparison to because I know he's a Heat fan and a Manchester United fan. He's Jesse Lingard. That is the perfect comparison. They got that. They got the IG clout. They got all that. They're light skin. They got curly hair. But, you know, they're not really all they're really kind of talked up to be. They just got a lot of followers and a lot of, you know, they do some cool dances, got some cool clothes. Like, but when it actually comes to production on the court, you know, uh, Kuzma might go off. He probably will go off now that I said this, you know, that's because that's usually how things go when I say it. It goes the opposite way. But, you know, I just had to get my little Kyle Kuzma ran out real quick. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Kuz has a 20-point game or two in the series. I think if it's a kickout from Braun with zero time on the clock, Kuzma might be the guy I want shooting that other than AD if he's on the floor. Um, but, but yeah, I don't think he's a huge factor in the series, and I think Tyler Hero is going to own him mentally, <laughs> so basically, partially so basically because Kyle- he stole his girl. So you're saying Kyle Kuzma game winner or, you know, Tyler Hero game winner stares Kuz right in the eye, goes over to his girl, smacks her on the head like, yeah, I did that. And I It would you. not surprise me <laughs> at all. Like, bro, Tyler Hero has the swagger and the confidence of humans that I have not seen in quite a while, man. Like, I mean, his shit today where he's counting off the names of guys that were drafted ahead of him, like – that shit was stupid. That shit was so stupid. He went 13. Come on. That's what I'm saying. He went. I, I retweet. I'm like, dude, it was 12 people who went in front of you. And let's not sleep. There's still a lot of people on that list that I'm picking in front of you. Like, but that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's absurd. Everything about Tyler Hero is absurd, except for the fact that he just dropped 37 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, it's it's at this point, I'm convinced it's just part of who he is as a person to be that absurdly brashly confident and it's working. And so like, it, I but, can't it, but it, but, but it takes a moment, but you know, there's, there has been situations where players have played like this before and you get humbled really quick. I mean, so how's he going to get humbled? KCP going to humble him? Not, I wouldn't be surprised. You would not be surprised if Kentavious Caldwell Pope humbles Tyler hero. I'm not saying it's just KCP by himself, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he struggles. Okay, I mean that's totally different than like KCP dominating their one-on-one matchup. KCP will never dominate a one-on-one matchup as long <laughs> as the NBA is alive and he is lacing up every night. That will never happen. Correct. Okay, so 
jumping back to my list of things I love about the Heat. Right. I haven't even mentioned this yet. The whole Pat Riley storyline. Fucking love it. Like, his whole press conference after LeBron abandoned the Heat after a short few seasons. Like, do you think Pat Riley ever expected that he would get a chance to face off against LeBron in the NBA Finals? Like, even as of last year? No way. And this is a legacy series for Pat. This is a legacy series for a lot of dudes. Like, Spo. To be able to win one a decade ago with Dwayne Wade and then to win a couple with Braun and then win one again, like, dude, there's legacy shit on the line and the is, legacy is, shit. Is there really legacy? Me. Okay, I can see Spo, but is there really legacy shit on the line for Pat Riley? Like, Pat Riley is a legend. Like, Bro, I would, I I would argue it's bigger legacy on the line for the Lakers. Like, for Braun and AD, it's more impactful than it is for Pat Riley, for sure. I would Spo, even, even, even Spo already kind of got a head nod for making it to the finals this year. That's what so I'm saying. I, I feel like I, I feel like by making it to the finals, they already kind of, in some way or you know, some shape or form, have really just you know, done what they had to do. No one expected them except no one expected them except for Saul, and maybe and maybe the people of Dade County. But you know, the, I think it's a bigger legacy thing for Bron. Necessary. I mean, every there are the, the Bron haters are waiting for him to lose this goddamn game, especially after. You know, people saying like, "Oh, the Clippers are out now, so LeBron's got a cakewalk." If he loses this series, it's going to be absolute warfare on the Bird app yeah, and in all social media. I, I, I hear what you guys are saying about Bron, and this is coming from a LeBron fan who wants LeBron to get six rings because, in my mind, there's no question he is the greatest of all time. As soon as he gets six rings. He's already the greatest of all time. He's better than that bald bad father, bad okay. gambler. Okay. He is. Okay. He and is. I look, I respect that opinion. I don't agree. He's the second greatest of all time in my mind. First. But but the I think the spin on this for me with LeBron this series is that even if he wins the finals, it doesn't do anything for his legacy. Like, yeah, it's a great thing. He won with three different teams. Four rings is better than three, but he's still the second greatest player of all time until he gets to six. And this is a step there, but like, whereas you flip this with Pat Riley, to me, this puts him like Phil Jackson level in the icons of sports at this point from a like coaching GM perspective. I think he's already, I think he's already, I think he's already up there though. I don't really think think he, he I don't think he needs this. Eh, I, I don't think he is, but I think this would put him there. I mean, to do it again with an entirely new group, he never tanked. Like how many teams in that spot? Like, they lose LeBron, they lose the Heatles, they lose Bosch, they lose Wade last year. Like, how many teams go tank? They never did. And they come out of it with Bam, Tyler Hero. Uh, yeah, all, all right, guys. that's good. All right, that, that's, that's all good and well. But also, like, it's not hard to get people to come to Miami. It's a free agent hotspot as well. You know, like, he did his thing, drafting right, that's good for him. But, you know, let's not act like he just pulled yeah, off a goddamn not, miracle. Not like did he really pull stopped. off a miracle? Did they He's get dra- here by signing superstars? Did they get no, here but he by got, he got, their entire he, future? He got, they got here Davis? by getting lottery picks right. Like, that's that's not something that, you know, you're supposed to get lottery that's picks That's not something right. that's hard? Is that what you're saying? No, like, it's not something that's hard unless, unless you're that team from Detroit. <laughs> I, I mean, I think he deserves so much credit for that. So I'm saying, like, this, this is an unprecedented type of finals win if the Heat actually do it. Yes. That's what I'm is. saying. Like, I it's agree. not like, oh, they signed the superstar. Like it's pure team from the top down, and that's what's exciting to me. And pure team with no pressure, because no one expects them to win. Except so, okay, no pressure would be a factor that goes into the Heat's advantage. Then, if you truly believe that, yeah. But I mean, also pressure makes diamonds as well. So it busts pipes and it makes diamonds. So true. All right, my last two reasons I love the Heat are both singular player related, and you could throw a third if you want to go Duncan Robinson's whole storyline, but no one wants to hear me talk about Duncan that. Robinson was a D1 player. Stop. Exactly. Um, Jimmy Butler, after all the bullshit he's been through, constantly insisting he's like this alpha personality that I made fun of, that everybody made fun of, that never thought he could be the quote-unquote best player or go-to guy on a championship team, now gets to face off against LeBron James and potentially do that. I think that's wild. After all the shit he went through with Philly and the whole practice story to be here, like, again, some legacy shit, some destiny shit that feels a little weird. I like it. That's all I'm saying. You, you support overpriced coffee? 
I do. I really do. That see, that's just that, <laughs> that's something I can't get behind. Twenty dollars for a cup of coffee is absolute blasphemy. Eh, big head coffee. It's a big um, face. Show some respect. Face. And last one is the Iguodala shit after the way he left Memphis this year. Like I fucking clowned him on Twitter. John Morant clowned him. Dylan Brooks clowned him saying, Oh, you want to go to a contender? Can't wait till we see you better. Look at us straight. When we see you, Iguodala is laughing right now. Like these dudes, every single guy on the heat is a guy who bet on himself at an absurd amount. Like to the extent where everyone would look them in the eyes and say they're crazy. And they're actually right. And now they have a chance to prove it. And that is something I cannot overlook when previewing the series. Okay. With all that said, G, I need it. This is recorded. I need your official pick. Oh, man. Do we have to do it now or can <laughs> you, I do it at the end? You said all this <laughs> and you, you said all the storylines. Because I'm trying to talk myself into the heat so bad. Like, I'm going to be watching these games wanting to root for the heat like just naturally off the way they play basketball, wanting to root for the heat for Saul, for my guy, locker room day one, wanting to root for the heat from a betting perspective because they're plus 290 right now. Like I don't want to lay minus 300 on the Lakers. Like it, I just want to talk myself into the heat, but I'm still not there yet. And I'm not going to be there until the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about one more storyline that I feel like I need to just bounce off you and yes. you can either say it's like bullshit or you can put it to bed. Of course. Can we, at the same time, give Udonis Haslam his respect, but please stop the, like, he mentored Bam, like, storyline? Why, though? Are like, we Udonis, saying he didn't mentor you, you, Bam? I mean, he was a, I mean, he's a role player, a lifelong role player. He cultured. Because, what because, he, because, he's, because he's older and played the same position as Bam, he's just like, he just molded Bam into an absolute killer. I mean, he might have had a part in it. Some would say Jawan Howard also had a part in it. Oh, don't even don't try to bring that fraud into this chat. I'm just saying. Some would say. Some would say. Who would say? Many, many would say. No, many oh, would shut, say. Up. shut up, Lee. Many would say. No, no one I, would say. Except you I two feel like you're, I feel like you're just like going above and beyond to find reasons to pick at and hate this Heat team with the Udonis thing, like. I mean, it, mentors are a real thing in basketball, as they are in every aspect of life. And just because you aren't, just because you aren't Michael Jordan, doesn't mean you can't mentor somebody. Like you don't have to be the greatest ever at it to be a mentor. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying he wasn't a mentor to Bam, but I'm thinking it's being taken a little bit too far. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I see, mean, on the flip I, side, I, I don't think there is a mentor in the Lakers organization. Like they just cast out every young player they've ever tried to develop for the past five years. You don't, think, Bron, you, you don't, the, think, you don't, you don't think Bron's mentoring people? Is Bron, Bron mentoring Bron, the, Kyle Kuzma? Of course. He's got him drinking wine. <laughs> He's got him out here dating black women. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Bron's more interested in bringing in all of his uh, personal friends and ex-teammates to come share in the glory of this Lakers run. Like you look at that bench, it's J.R. Smith. It's Deion Waiters. Like it's, isn't Perk there right now? Somebody else, Dwight, like I, all these dudes. Perk is not there right now. Perk is not there, but I want to. Thank God so Perk bad. isn't there. Also, <laughs> I, also we got to, we, we, while we got Perk, my quick thing on Perk, I swear to God, if I got to see that dude tweet one more time and say, carry on after he tweets, dog, just send your tweet. And that's it. You don't got to tell me to carry on. If I want to carry on, I'll carry on. Don't don't end your tweets with carry on like it's a goddamn signature, like it's a 2006 text like thread. And you just throw something at the end as your text signature. Stop saying carry on after you tweet shit. Just tweet it and move on. Wow. I. And also, Perk, <laughs> also Perk is in the clutch. Uh, he's on the clutch payroll as well. That man would not say a bad word about LeBron ever. True. Fact. Respect, respectfully. <laughs> I'm dead, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> sent from my iPhone energy. I'm fucking crying. True. Big sent from my iPhone energy. All right. So you're you're sticking with Lakers in five. I'm sticking with Lakers in six out of respect to, out of respect for Saul. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I guess I'll go there. 
my official pick is a seven game series. And my official pick is the Los Angeles Lakers because I can't get over the destiny Kobe thing. And I think it's a moment for LeBron and I want to root for LeBron to do it. So I, I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I think the heat are the best team in the NBA right now. Um, Lakers included, but I think we're going to get a special LeBron performance, hopefully in a game seven, hopefully for the whole series. Yep. It's time for the, it's time for the, it's time for the best NBA player of all time to solidify his status as the best NBA player of all time. But I am sprinkling money on the heat at plus two ninety. Of course you are. Of course you are. Have to. What's up, Ethan? I just wanted to, to, Come up real quick, send something from my Android, and just say that um, y'all are, are cowards. No one picked wow. the Heat. Wow. Wow. Um, out of respect for Saul, you give his team an extra win, but the Heat, who are currently just riding the 555 high and seem uh, seem like they can figure just about anything out, Getting, I mean, seven games. I like that, Greg. But getting, getting no, going over three in the picks, and I get it. It's LeBron and AD. But come on, y'all don't. I mean, Carter, you don't think they have a shot? I said six. Yeah, but six <laughs> is like the most basic. Six is like the the easy pick, right? Yeah, six Talk. is like six is like I'm going to show a little love, a little respect. But like, if I could, I'd put money that. on Lakers in four with a little plus value. You can. That's available in our book right now. Is it? Yes. Oh, I love that. Hashtag value. I mean, that's a terrible bet. Dude, that's, you, and that's disrespectful as fuck to say. You seen, did, did you see what he did to my Twitter account? There's no, there, there's literally no, he took the gloves off with that one. So let's let that man speak. The The man we've spoken to, and for people that are listening to this, because we're going to post this a podcast, I present to you, leader of the Miami Heat Nation, Heat Culture, our friend, Saul Berrios. Saul has taken over Carter's Twitter account this week. He is now an Eric Ebron stan account with Miami Heat hashtags and pictures everywhere. Saul, please give your rebuttal to this man, Cat. What's up, what's up, boys? Listen, I, I just, I want to, first of all, I want to thank you, G, man. Your, your job uh, displaying all the points of why the Heat are an amazing team. I think you encapsulated it very well. But the one thing all you guys are missing part of heat culture the most important part is hashtag guts i bet the most money i've ever bet on game six on sunday because i got the guts and like ethan said you guys are missing the guts you're missing the culture and it's really a shame you guys are missing the chance here hashtag <laughs> guts i'm gonna have to hashtag pause that hashtag <laughs> guts bro that's what we got heat culture we got ew. guts <laughs> ew 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 and, so, and- okay. I just thought of something else. Are you – I think I saw you tweet this. Are you also a Tampa Bay Lightning fan? No, no, no. I did have money on them, though, so I, I won on them. But <laughs> I was wondering if that's fan. like – is that a Florida thing in general? Like are Miami Heat fans typically Tampa Bay Lightning fans or no? Don't, don't Florida have another team? Don't you have like the Panthers or something? Yeah, the, Flo- the Florida Panthers are technically the Miami team because they're, uh, they're, they were owned by the same owner as the Dolphins. Heizenga, and then, um, but but they call themselves Florida because they play up in Boca Raton, and they refuse to be part of Miami. But look, hockey doesn't exist in Florida. We don't have ice down there. Nobody <laughs> pays attention to hockey. Fair. To be fair, I don't think anybody in Florida pays attention to anything. Y'all got a whole different thing going on down there, which kind of scares me. That's what I'm saying, bro. No, Listen, I, and, I, I and this is what I say. It is I say it is a good thing. Oh, it's a good thing, trust me. <laughs> Look, and this is this is my point too about Tyler Hero. Look, he's twenty, right? And he already pulled this IG baddie, all natural IG baddie. You can't all, even imagine. all natural IG baddie. Stop that nonsense. You can't even imagine the type of Miami girls he's gonna be pulling when he wins finals MVP. Dog, if she's all natural, then I'm Aaron Donald. It's like stop. Get the fuck out of here. I'm dying. Who said all natural IG bad? <laughs> all natural <laughs> IG baddie. <laughs> Dude, we ain't. Dog, she's first of all, she's a she's a general tummy tea Twitter. So let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 
that's not, bruh, hashtag, hashtag waist trainer FC. We're not going to do all that nonsense, but you know, shout out to, I, I like Hero. I like, I like the Heat team, but it's LeBron, Ramon James, it's Anthony Davis. Okay, pause. We haven't gone there, Cart. Our, our Pistons, our beloved Detroit Pistons, the 04 championship. Are you telling me there are not parallels between AD and LeBron and Kobe and Shaq and all of the surrounding pieces that are just absolutely washed up versus this team of destiny? Are you telling me there's no parallel there? Ooh, I don't, I don't hate that. It's, this is the it, team of it, destiny. It, it's a semi, it's a semi reach. I mean, we've seen it before, dude. We've seen the guy with three rings lose to the team that played beautiful team basketball that didn't have a, a superstar at all, but had probably three guys that could potentially be all stars. Like we literally grew up on this, and it's there. The model is there. Like, yes, it's LeBron James. Yes, LeBron James has three rings. Yes, LeBron James has lost in the final sixteen or six times. Like, it's a thing. And we also the saw, cast we saw my Mavs. We saw my Mavs do this to LeBron with like hashtag culture and hashtag guts back in 2011. My Matt, wow, Ethan, you really had to throw that in there, didn't you? I'm never not going to throw. <laughs> Completely that in. unnecessary. You you wanted that one bad. I mean, I he mean, deserves that one. He's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, off topic. Shout out Mark Cuban helping out Delonte West. That was really dope of him. Shout out Mavs. They got a little culture going on down there too. It's not it's not Miami culture, but still has that culture. Better than us, we have no culture. <laughs> We're just losers. <laughs> but that doesn't scare you at all. The 04 Pistons model. No, because it's 2020. The 04 model is the 04 model. I mean, what were those games in the 80s, 70s and shit? But this Heat team is the version of that Pistons ain't, team. Hey, but Steve Wallace ain't walking through that door. Don't you disrespect Right, him. but instead you've got Duncan Robinson knocking down threes <laughs> at the 2020 level. Like, he is a 2020 player, so is Bam. But it's it's the exact same, like, basic framework. you got a bunch of guys come together, no real A1 superstars, but they just they have that team – energy that grit and they play great defense and that's what i mean that's that's exactly what the pistons did also one factor we're really looking over right here didn't that lakers team that lost to the if i'm correct me if i'm wrong g and there's a good chance i am wrong was carl malone on that lakers team carl malone and gary payton well that well that's exactly why they lost carl malone is a loser and a pedophile that's that that's just god striking them down that ain't had nothing to do with that's all that is so there's you can end that comparison right there and KCP's a winner. KCP's a winner. He's not a winner. He's a drunk driver, but he's you know he's not a winner. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're talking about Carl Malone, we got to talk about uh, Danny Green being lost in these playoffs, man. Danny Green's got a ring. Carl Malone doesn't. I do. I do want to push back a little bit, Saul, on the idea of the Heat playing great defense. I don't know if that's like true so much as like. Boston was absolutely not built for this and soft and like was shook and couldn't find their way around the zone. But I think even I've said it before, I think even the zone was overrated as like a tactical uh, as a tactical instrument for Spolstra. I think this is nothing against the heat. I think they're I think they are not scared. I think they are a great team like play together really well and they don't beat themselves. But I also think they're like, they're probably closer to that like middle of the road defense. They were all year than like what it seemed like they were against the Celtics when dudes were, were missing shots. And look, the Lakers are not the warriors. Like it's not like the Lakers have, have better shooters than the Celtics and are going to be able to take better advantage of the zone. Miami probably won't even have to play the zone as much as they did um against boston but i do i do just want to like push back a little bit on the idea that they're like defensive juggernaut hell yeah let them know but i will say this like spo knows how to coach defense right so they may not be the most talented defense in in the league but especially when you're playing duncan robinson and tyler hero and goran Dragic, but um they know how to adapt, right? Like when they played the Bucks, they weren't playing any zone. You know, they were forming that wall and not letting him attack the paint. And I think that's what we're going to see against LeBron and AD is much more of what they did against the Bucks. I think you're right. They might not even need to play zone in the season. Yeah. 
Frank Vogel ain't playing his best player. It's 29 minutes. He ain't no bootenhoser. Are we going to talk about the fact that of anyone in the world that could design a game plan against LeBron defensively, Eric Spo is probably the best person suited to do so? He's seen the tricks. I I wouldn't say the best, but, uh, gee, I I want you to continue on with this conversation, but I have to jump off. Uh, I got hashtag marriage stuff to do. (laughs) That's fair. And, yeah, and, you know, we got a little – I guess part of like marriage is you do like this counseling thing before you actually, you know, with the, with the priest. And I think being late to that would be kind of off to a bad start. So I got to jump off here, but Lakers and six. Sorry, Saul. I still love you. That's not what your Twitter says, bro. I wish Eric, I wish Eric Ebron could see that, but he blocked me because he's, (laughs) he's a, he's a mental midget. I sent from my wife's iPhone. Yeah, big, all right, fuck y'all. I'm out. Big fiance. <laughs> right, we'll talk off. to you later. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think what Spo is going to come up with defensively for this series is going to make things tough, at least in the early games, and we'll see if the Lakers can adjust. I agree. I, I doubt they'll play as much zone as they have been, um, but I'd like to see what the Lakers look like against the zone. I said this last night, but I think the best game plan against the zone really that the NBA could possibly offer is just get the ball to LeBron James and he'll figure it out. Um, But it wouldn't surprise me those shooters. Like I've been doubting KCP. Like I said, I'm going to continue doing that. I don't think the Lakers really have the shooting to beat his own like that. If they go to that seriously in a stretch run. Um, And what, like, where does AD go in his own? Is he on the perimeter? Is he trying to find the gaps on the baseline? Like there's a lot of questions there. Well, in the zone, it may just not even make sense. Like, like Saul was saying, I think they, they didn't need it against against well, of course, against Indiana, but definitely against Milwaukee, who um, you know they're not built like the Lakers, but just in terms of having like theoretical shooters around a dominant two way player, um, you know, somebody who's like physically stronger than everyone else in Giannis. But I mean, if you're the Heat, I mean, what you've got Bam to to put on AD, you've got Jay Crowder, Iguodala, Jimmy Butler. Um, and Bam probably at some points who you can kind of throw all of those guys. Look, no one can stop LeBron, but like at least you don't have one dude who has to try to check LeBron for 40 minutes a game. You've got like four guys who can rotate on him. So no one person is just getting killed over and over again. And so from, from that standpoint, they may feel like um, they can, they can get better matchups against the Lakers best players without playing zone. And the the Lakers don't have the, you know, at least in theory, the Celtics had Kemba Walker and Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic. Now, that didn't work. It's, it is, remains to be seen whether those guys can be exposed. And you're going to see Dragic and, and Robinson and guys like that on LeBron and switches at some point. But the Lakers don't have the guard – the firepower at guard to take advantage of Miami's weaker links consistently. And that hasn't been a problem for them yet in the playoffs, but it probably, it probably will be to some degree against Miami. And I also do want to point out that Duncan Robinson, man, like he he has worked really hard on his defense. Um, I think that's part of the reason why he was in the G league all year last year was first to learn the volume shooting thing, but also definitely to work on the defense. And, you know, he's, he's taking lots of leaps and bounds when it comes to his defense. There was a, a several possessions in the Celtics series where he was mashed up one-on-one with Tatum. And, you know, I mean, he got his lunch eaten a couple of times, but he held his own in some moments. And, you know, he's a tall dude. He's strong, and he's going to fight his ass off on every screen. So I, I think, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play defense. But I definitely think that they're going to have a plan cooked up. Like you said, Spo has a plan cooked up. So... Lakers are down one in game seven with 10 seconds left coming out of a timeout. What is the scariest play they can draw up to you as a Heat fan? <laughs> I don't even like probably, probably something AD in the, in the low post, I think. You're more probably a LeBron drive. Than Bron. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a LeBron drive, but the thing is, with the drive, you can help so much. Whereas if you get AD isolated in the post, I think he's just about money from there. Yeah. So we think Bam on AD for the most part, Jimmy on LeBron 
most likely? I think so. Although the one thing I've been thinking about, um, and you guys, I think, touched on it earlier, is how much are the Lakers going to play their two centers? I mean, I think JaVale's probably non-existent, but Dwight looked really good in this last series. But they also, the series before it, they didn't play their centers hardly at all in that series. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because, yes, on the one hand, you could say the Heat are small enough to play the bigs off the floor. But I think on the other end, it creates a lot of interesting mismatches. And it might force Spo to have to play, like, Ola Nick or uh, Myers Leonard, which I don't think is uh, what. Tyler Hero rebounds like a, like he's seven foot eight. So, hell yeah. I think Tyler Hero is very aware of his stats at all times and knows that if he can get that up to like five a game, that's a big thing. And I respect that. I really do. I, I like I like Tyler to get a triple double at some point in the series. Oh, I don't know about that. Ten assists. Yeah, he can get 10 assists, man. There there were moments when Jogic was hurt where he was handling the ball and basically the backup point guard to Kendrick Nunn. And, yeah, he, he's got the passing skills for sure. He and has he, the like, skill. He, I don't think he's getting the opportunity in this series, though. That's – I mean, yeah, that's fair. Although one thing and, – and this goes both ways, but one thing I've been thinking about is how interesting the fouls are going to be because, um, you know, we've seen a lot of really shitty officiating in the bubble. And – uh you know, on, on the one hand, you see a lot of Dragic and Jimmy Butler driving to the rim and trying to get fouls that way. You know, you can call them floppers for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder, do you think fouls fouls are going to be something that we see a lot of? Or do you think it's going to be more like a normal finals where they swallow the whistle? I was going to ask before, as you were asking this question, was that LeBron shade? We've seen a lot of quest- questionable officiating. <laughs> or was that an honest question? No, I mean, look, I mean, look, I, I know that, you know, parts of the Celtics Heat series, it was really annoying to watch Marcus Smart flop on one end and then Drogic come down and flop on the other. You know, so it, it, it's definitely and and. But I mean, my biggest thing about the it, officials it cuts, is if you look it cuts at both ways, like the right there, there was that debacle of a Heat Bucks game where the Heat got, you know, Chris Middleton got three free throws and then Jimmy Butler turned around and got free throws. Um, that there's been a lot of those throughout the playoffs. And yeah. and also, I mean, the you know, every after every game, there's a two minute report that gets put out. I, I saw the stat. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I saw it on Twitter, but it was something like eleven different calls that went against the Heat in the two minute reports. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's going to be a lot of fouls called on the Heat in the series. I just do. I think LeBron's going to get a lot of calls that he rightfully deserves, and he's probably going to get a couple uh, that he might not. Although, if Carter was here rightfully so he would say do you see how often lebron gets fouled and they don't call it i mean he lives up to a different standard just off of how physical he is in general um but i i mean i think that he will have more fouls called on them in general i don't think anyone's gonna have foul trouble like Jokic did i think Jokic is just lazy to me man like he's incredibly talented and maybe lazy is not even the right word maybe it's just slow but like he puts himself in positions to get two fouls in the first quarter every single game and AD and LeBron took huge advantage of that. I don't think anyone on the Heat is going to be in trouble like that. And I think the Heat have the depth to sustain uh, any sort of issues like that on a game-to-game basis as well. So I'd be surprised if fouls come into play the way they have in the playoffs and other series so far. I, I, just, to, just to go off that, though, I will say in the Buck series, it was certainly a tactic of the Heat to try to get Giannis in foul trouble early to either, you know, force his minutes down or maybe throw off his rhythm or just force him to play defense a little bit differently. And I do think the Heat will try to attack LeBron and AD, especially if the Lakers aren't playing their centers. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers are a totally different team if you can eliminate one of those two from, like, in half or an entire quarter of basketball. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I agree. I think they'll attack it downhill very aggressive early on. Um, LeBron, I think, is also pretty good at avoiding foul trouble in general rightfully so or not rightfully so. So um, I don't know that attacking them like crazy the same way they did against the Bucks is necessarily going to be a successful strategy, but, um, you know, we'll see. So, okay, Salt, final prediction. How many games? You got the Heat, I assume. How many games? Yeah, Heat and seven, Heat and seven. Like I told you, man, we went four in the first round, five in the second round, six against the Celtics, so it only makes sense to be. Okay. I respect it. Ethan, do you have an official prediction for us? Yeah, um, I'm going with my hashtag gut and uh, picking heat in seven. But I do feel like I'm going to be I'm going to feel really dumb when it turns out that LeBron has just been like 
chilling for the first three rounds of the playoffs, and then he like ratchets it up, and it turns out that 85-year-old Andre Iguodala and Jimmy Butler um, <laughs> stand no chance. Yeah. I mean, I can see it going totally both ways. It's going to be a very fun series, like I said at the top. I think I'm more excited for the series than really anyone in recent memory. Um, I'm sticking with Lakers in seven, and as as stupid as it sounds – I really think the whole like team of destiny Kobe thing is a big part of why I'm making that pick. I think it would be so cool to see LeBron win one for the first time in LA after everything that transpired with the passing of Kobe Bryant. Um, either way, I'm excited. Game one is Wednesday. I'm going to try to do like an official wrap of this since we're going to post this as a podcast, but um, follow me on Twitter at GWizzy12. Follow Carter on Twitter at the Brody underscore CA. Download the Locker Room app. We're doing this on Locker Room. It's dope. If you don't have it, text me about it or tweet at me about it or just find it. Ethan, where can people find Locker Room if you're still on and can talk about this? I am still on. Go to joinlockerroom.com, and you can now request to join the wait list, and we'll, we'll let you in. Love it. Um, as always, Saul, good to talk to you, my man. Hell yeah. I appreciate the culture you brought. Yes, Even sir. though you were lacking the guts. Oh, don't start with me. We'll talk in the middle of this series after two games and see where we're at. And I'm sprinkling on, on Heat money line. I promise you that. A little bit. <laughs> All right, we're out, y'all. Enjoy the finals. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.